strap in, folks. Embarrassing, disgraceful. That's already from Stephen O'Donnell post-match conference that I've just heard in the last couple of minutes. We're not even going to hang about an intro here, folks. I think we're just going to bring in uh, the Coot Hill Chicago Bull. We're going to be joined by Chris later on. We're just going to get stuck straight into this, folks. Pingu, good evening or good afternoon as it is over there to yourself. Good night over here. But it's not a, it's not a good night, Pingu, is it? It's an absolute annihilation of a night. Um, if you just read the comments and the, and the stuff coming in from Twitter and my God, I've, I've look at I don't want to say too drastic straight out the road, but it's it's up there with one of the worst nights. It's got to be. What an episode to come back on! <laughs> 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 Fucking hell! Um, yeah, it's, look, it's not good. It's probably what the first time since two thousand and twelve you've really seen that anger on online. Yeah. You know, I I think even. Uh, you go back only two years ago. I mean, we don't want to talk about what happened two years ago, but I don't think things were as bad and, and the kind of reaction, I don't recall it being as bad two years ago as what mm. we're seeing tonight. You know, it was, I know we said offline, we're not really going to talk about the match because like really where, <laughs> where, do, where do you start? And where do you end? You know, um, it's just horrific, isn't it? It's just one of them where I think, as you say, I haven't seen Stevie's comments yet, but embarrassing is kind of the undertone, isn't it? It's hmm. you want to go out and have some semblance of a performance, but that's just—I mean, look, it's unacceptable, and and I'm sure, I'm sure Stevie knows that too. You know what I mean? But we're here to debate all that tonight. Um, but yeah, just absolutely shocking. It's it's a game that. I put it up earlier on on Twitter. You know, I think it was, I think it was two nil at this stage, and I kind of thought, you know, we we said a couple of weeks. Ago, I think we nailed Newbury on when the draw came out, and we said, um, I kind of said, you know, it's, it's a game nobody wanted. It's a draw you didn't want. You would have rather really go to Pats or go to Cork. God would just have that season in them, and and it, that season's been coming in the first division. They've been excellent for years and just missed out. But we, I, like, even in even at our poorest, I kind of thought, you know. We'll stick it up to them. Yeah, they're on a good run. They're 15 points clear in the first division. But my God, the quarterfinal of a of a of an FEA Cup, like you know, this is the second time he's been knocked out at, with first division opposition at the quarterfinal stage. But you know, considering what's going on in the league, you know, with the European run that we're not going to get in the league, you kind of thought, you know, we're going to be up for this. But but it's not it's not even it's not even it's regardless of results how good goal we were or what it's finished, we weren't in the game at all. Like it was nothing. Like. We produced nothing. We had no chances. We very little of the ball. It was just, and a lot of people have said the same thing on Twitter tonight. It's been coming, and it's just probably come. It probably we kind of we probably could have done with it coming in a league game, maybe because we were kind of out of that competition. But you know, the fact that we've had a, a road to a Viva looking straight at Steros in, in the skull for the last couple of weeks, you know, I, I, even on a bad day, I never envisaged how how poor we'd be tonight. It's it's a real. You know, like you can tell, it's it's it, we're coming up on ten to eleven at night, and we're up to like forty viewers. Usually, we kind of hover around the twenty at this stage. But I, like, there's an overriding feeling tonight of enough's enough. You know, and I think that's a real worry now going forward. That's why we have the ticker tape running across the bottom. Usually, have our pizza. Usually, have your comments. You know, th th this is what we're talking about tonight. Where does the club go from here? What are we? It's not a one-off. You know, it's not like we're going to Rovers on a on the back on the back of a good run and just got a bad day in the cup. We've gone to Galway, after being heavily beaten by Derry a couple of weeks ago, albeit we've had chances in the game, but they haven't turned it into anything. I, I just, I, I really worry now what's, 
you know, our fans going to now find like I, I know we got there was a bit of a, you know booze and giving out at the, at the at, from the away supporters, three hundred odd of them going to Galway tonight. It's a real, it's a real just one of those nights that you talk about team selection, real strange team selection. You know, the three subs after half an hour. You know, basically admitting that they got the selection wrong, going to try and change it in the first thirty minutes, but the game was gone. It's such a, it's an a culmination of all all the bad things that have happened to us have all come together on one night tonight, in my opinion. It's just been an absolute travesty. Yeah, it's... Uh, going back to kind of where you started there, Gally, you know, you, you were saying about you brought it up whenever the draw was made and we, we, we drew Galway's... Like they're, on a, they're on a very, very good run in the first division. In saying that, Dundalk is a club who has aspirations of going to, going to Europe every year and we should be challenging for Europe and league form hasn't been great. All season, you've you've heard people saying the players aren't good enough. The players are this. The players are that. Something is just not clicking. I I don't necessarily believe. I I don't know if we have the quality. Well, I know the quality that we had maybe last year in terms of the players we got in, like Stephen Bradley, Jamar Conley's, etc. Um, but there's still a team there that should be capable of challenging for Europe. And and you would think a team like that that's capable of challenging, you know, for top four, top three, top four in the league, is a uh, is capable of beating a team in the first division, albeit the team that's running away with the first division, you know, you know, and to go there and get absolutely humbled in the first 35 minutes is, uh, it's, look, it's nothing short of shocking. Like I, I'd say Stevie was shell-shocked on the sideline. Um, but it's just, it's, it seems to be the kind of, the tale of our season, isn't it? You know, there's games, I, I see that Mark Carlin put it up, like how can it be the same team that held off Rovers with 10 men? It's a very similar conversation than what's been happening with Stephen mm. Kenny over the last two weeks. Is those spirited results against the top teams are are, are easy? You know, it's easy to get yeah. motivated for them, but it just seems like we lack motivation when it comes to playing teams that are, are perceived to be below us. Um, and that seems to be the case tonight. You know, when when you go down that many goals so early, or even just in the first half, is is it a case that the players just expected it was going to be easier than it was? You know what I mean? Like, are they just going through the motions? Like for me, as a Dundalk fan, I probably speak for most fans. It's great to win a league, uh, a league title, but there's something. There is something special about Dundalk yeah. FC in the cup, yeah. and for me, it just seems like it's been completely the market. The market that has been completely missed tonight, you know, and especially in probably the pre-match team talk because how 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 do you go out and perform like that in the first half? You know what I mean? Like that's just shocking. And, and yeah, and it's beyond like. And like you said there, you know, it, it's it's almost it became a tradition really, a yearly trip to the Aviva. I know look how we were blessed all those years ago, but it'd be different if the league was kind of you know, if we were kind of in the running for the league, you could kind of say, right, you know, the heads might be torn on the cup and but we're not, you know, we're out of the league. Like it's it's just such a like you'd love to say, right, 30 minutes into the game, we've just had an absolute nightmare. We had a nightmare in 90 minutes, you know, or whatever it was played, 95, 96. We never got going, subs made no difference. The selection, look at, there was quite, and we're not going on hindsight here. There was, there was, there was tweets out before the game even started how surprising the selection was. Um, you know, you know, you, you kind of get these conspiracies of, you know, you see lads in videos. I seen one comment, and look, there could be something in the boys not looking too happy arriving to the pitch. with there's something going on, we don't know. Look, it's just talk, but it just all culminates in those type of nights that, you know, it's just. I, I, I really don't know. Like you can see, the, you can I can read even the boys here and always comment. Days on Mark, John Callan, Frank. 
you can I can feel the anger. Like it's not really put across in it, but you can you can feel the anger of these boys. And you know, for the people who travel, they nearly debated myself during the week. I was going to take the wheel with me just as well. Like you hear people, James Rogers tweeting people leaving at half time, thirty five minutes into the game. That's not the dog fans. The dog fans don't leave early. You know, no matter what's happening in the game of football, they always stay to the end. The majority probably did, but. The fact that they're even debating whether it be a long trip home or not, if you're falling up at half time, they're not going to be leaving early. It's just a real, I just want to use the word soccer punch, but it's not a soccer punch. It's an absolute just a disgrace. It's they're, like, and I, I've seen some harsh tweets tonight that were probably perceived as harsh, but I don't think they are. I think everybody's been on the money tonight, and I think it's a real. And look, Stevie hasn't held back, and I only heard a bit with Adrian Taff on LMFM, and you know, embarrassing, disgraceful. You know, you know, I think he into the team which is you know the least they can do at the minute but i i lost awards how bad it was i, I really am it, it's i just found it such a poor game and like goal it's not the goal we're a bad team we're not just about goal we're goal we were excellent but we just had no answer for them and it's just it's it's been coming for the last couple of weeks and you know the question has to be asked now and we're going to bring in we're going to bring in a well-known dog fan here as well uh jane welcome to the show um I think on a night tonight, it's perfect to get somebody like yourself on as well. Chris will be joining us in a couple of minutes. He's, he's filming a draw to match tonight. But, Jane, you probably can sum it up, but, like, no. what, what are you thinking? You know, what, no. what's, what's running no. through your And I have the reputation on this um, this podcast <laughs> for being positive, and I, I've nothing. Like, I literally have nothing, Gally. I've I nothing. It's, it's... And I'm... It's just, we could on like the within the first five minutes, you knew, you just knew, it just wasn't, it wasn't our night, you could say, but it was just, there was no quality, there was no connection, there was no, there was no passion. Yeah. It didn't look like they were playing for the Aviva. It, it almost felt like that's what I was saying to Ping. It, it almost felt like we had something else to play for, you know. Yeah. Like, like the cup wasn't really that. Not that it wasn't important. It was. It's a cup's always important, no matter what stage of it, what position in the yeah, league you are. I know what you're saying. You're saying you we almost forgot. You almost forgot. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, Pingu brought up there that you know they might have taken Galway for granted. If they if they took Galway for granted, going on Galway season, <laughs> and, and like they could have very well have. But if they had, none of them should be playing football next year. Because you shouldn't be you yeah. shouldn't be taking a team like Galway and the run that they're on with the management setup that they have. They've been knocking on the door of the Premier League for the last couple of seasons. They're a Premier League team. They've been yeah, top class. Yeah, I think James Rogers said 90 goals, 90 plus goals in all competitions this season or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, to take on them for granted is just on ridiculous. At home. Yeah. You know, and you're kind of saying, okay, we get you know, they score at home, we'll come back. And we just don't have that coming back fight. Do you remember we'd watch us and we, we might go one nil down mm. and we we would attack and we kill till we got even and go better. And we just couldn't. We just didn't have that passion. It wasn't there. And the and and the team selection, you know, you're beating your previous game, you're beating three one at home. And you pick the same team. Yeah. Is, is it, would it maybe? Would it maybe? I'm just wondering, Pingo, get your from the coaching background as well. Would you? You know, it's a good point Jane raised there. 
you know, the same team, obviously now we look at it and go, right, well, that was obviously, and, and there was, in fairness, there was tweets out beforehand, it was probably a wrong call, but is it to maybe show fate that, you know, these boys can play? Is it a, maybe a foolish look at, right, well, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, you know, because we've had we've had some chances against Derry in Royal Park and we haven't turned them into anything. And it's, is it just backfired or is it just a, a stupid decision to make on, on a night that, that was in it, considering the physicality and the speed of, of not just Galway, of any John Caulfield team and that's you know, assisted you with Ollie Hogan. I mean, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I, look, I, I think after the Derry game, right, we we lost that game, but we did actually play very well. So I think from a coaching perspective, you might want to hold on to the starting eleven. albeit it just seemed like the position and the positions yeah. they were put in was a bit kind of all over the place, you know. But um, I think, look, for me, in a game like that, I think, and I, I, I you know me, Gally, I don't like naming individual individuals before a game who would make a difference. But I yeah. think for me. Ryan O'Kane starting like Ryan O'Kane would still be a relatively unknown quantity for me when in league circles like John Caulfield and, and uh, Ollie Horgan probably wouldn't know a whole pile about him yeah but I think putting someone like him on from the start probably would have made a bit of a difference he's he's energetic he gets yeah. going and to start the game so lethargic and <coughs> as Jane said I think Donald was messaging me privately after the first goal went in you, you knew we weren't going to come back and that's yeah. I, I don't I don't remember even in the days of Filippo and Vinny and you know the last season with Pixix, I don't remember ever actually feeling like there was absolutely no chance we would come back. You know what I mean? And today was the first time where once that first goal came in, it, I feel like the fate wasn't there that we were going to score. You know, or we were going to get back into it. And that's that's probably I'd say where most of people's sadness and frustration coming out of the match is 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 once that first goal went in, you knew it was game over. You know, you're you're talking about fans leaving at 35 minutes. Some supporters could have left after five minutes, yeah. and the result, like the scoreline, would be different, but the result's going to be the same. It's that that that's the kind of sad reality I feel like we're faced with now. Is you just don't know if we're gonna if we're gonna be, if we have it in us or if the players have that fight in them to make a comeback um, when the chips are down. Which, like I say, I think it goes back to it's easy to do it against your Derry City, your Shamrock Rovers because they're big clubs. But you know, when when you're playing against a Galway. And this is a big game, you know what I mean? Sorry, I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but the club, no, the, no, absolutely, Dundalk themselves have built this as, as a massive game between them and Galway. Um, and it just, it, it it seems like it wasn't treated as such. And, and I hate even saying that because I don't like saying players don't try because I, I, I genuinely don't believe they didn't put any effort in, but just so, something has gone horribly wrong. You know, something tonight has gone really, really wrong. And it's, it, it's, easy, for, it's easy for us to sit here and blame everything, but... I just, I'd love to, I, I, I would love to as a coach know what it is that went wrong. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. I, I'm rambling a little bit now, so I'll, I'll pass it on to one of, one of you. No, two. I think if ever, if ever there's going to be a night for having a ramble, it's tonight. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I think there, there's a lot of, te- you know, built up anger. I think a lot of fans and yeah. it's a night for absolutely letting go. I think something you've said there, Pingu, just even on, and I think Jane mentioned just before you that. Know, we never lucky we'd get back into the game. But the worst thing for me is most of the teams we've played this year, and probably particular tonight, Galway, when they went one nil up, they probably thought well, the dog won't come back from this because that's we they generally don't. I mean, it's very rare we come from one nil down or whatever it may be, four nil after forty minutes. You know, that 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 we might give a team a game, you know, nine times out of ten, when we go one nil up or one nil behind, we don't get back into it. And that's probably more annoying that is it slipping into the psyche of the players that, oh, well, this is normal, you know, this is a normal thing. And 
have Galway maybe going, well, absolutely, we go one and up here, you know, the, the chance of them coming back into it is, is highly unlikely. Is that something you think, Jane, that would be slipping into, especially on nights oh, and I, 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 I totally, and we spoke about this while watching the game. And we walked in to watch the game and I said, if we don't score first, we're in trouble. We have to score first this season. The team that we are this season, if we don't score first, and, and I'm repeating myself, but we did say it, hmm. they were so into us. Like Pat Hoban, we talk about the fortress in Oriel. They had a fortress around Pat Hoban tonight. Like, they knew him. They couldn't, he couldn't move. He couldn't, like, and that's something we should be ready for. I think you've hit a good point there, Jane. I I, I feel like, it, again, this season, and because Pat's been in such good form for the last two two years, if, if, if that happens, right, if he's neutralised, it doesn't seem in a lot of games like there's a plan B to that, um, other than bring John Martin off the bench and, in fairness, he does pop up with his fair share, but it yeah. doesn't seem like in a game where we keep or the opposition team keeps Pat Hoobin quiet, what's what's our next option? It doesn't really seem like there is. Do you know what I mean? And and that's probably well, not probably that that's a problem. I think. Yeah, like I was so I felt so much for him tonight because he was he was like we talk about I I we talk about the fortress in Oriel, and Galway put a fortress around Pat Hoobin tonight. Like they they held him that he couldn't do anything. And we should be ready for that. Like we yeah. should be. We should be prepared for that. Jane, uh, as a kind of a, I know as a as a lifelong supporter and Pingu had opened the show, we were talking about, you know, games years gone by with the likes of, you know, we had, you know, you know, Agnoli and we had Finney and you know, obviously Stephen Kenny before that, but even that kind of angle, the last couple of months, the last couple of games, maybe probably the last half a dozen games, I know it's been early in the season as well, but there seems to be just this little bit of building up each week. This little bit of anger about selections and substitutes and the performance and, you know, near misses. And, you know, are we looking now at something that, you know, as you as a fan, you might hear a bit more, you know, obviously where the podcast, we get comments in, but you, you know, heavily involved with the, with the club and that over the years like what do you think it's going to be an issue now or a question is going to be raised of is there going to be a major change here or are we going to have to maybe look at something down the line I know we've only got half a dozen games to the end of the season but is it you know is it time to maybe like Frank Carroll and you had mentioned the money and you know these lads are full-time footballers you know and, and I do like, and I think Gilly never mind football we all have to answer in our jobs Hmm. And so, I yeah. don't want to be personal about anyone, but we all have to perform. We all have to answer. We all have to answer, and we all have to. We all have to say, you know. We all have to say, you know, today wasn't a good day. We all have to answer to our performance in our job, and I. I don't want to be, be personal attacking. I don't. I'm not a football. I'm not owners. I'm not investors. But I think we are now at a stage that maybe we have to ask some questions. Pingu, not to put you on the spot, but even if it's a, 
like I suppose you know Stevie's come in from the Pats, the the, the whole ring roll of Pats and given out to stole them this kind of crack and blah blah blah. Remember them days, but you know, I seen a tweet tonight, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying it was Alan Matthews put a tweet tonight, and it's something maybe you know, if he wasn't Stevie O'Donnell, would we be looking to for a change? You know that that's the you know I'm not I'm not, I'm not advocating here for that. I'm not saying that we have to do this, do that. I'm just saying like. Is it is it because we hold this man such in high esteem because of what he's done for the club, or are we? Is it is it a player issue? Is it a facility? Is it an ownership? Is he just not getting what he wants? Is he getting the bargain that he wants? You know, we've obviously signed Daryl Hogan a lot of weeks ago. Durant's come in as well. Brownlee's come in. You know, it, it, are we looking at something bigger than what Stevie's trying to achieve, or you know? Are we kind of being reluctant to kind of say, yeah, well, you know, he needs to be held accountable here because he's Stephen O'Donnell. Yeah, I was actually, I was thinking about this before we got on, like how, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I think I brought it up on the podcast before, is I think there's an element of of our support and an element of people around town, I'm not blaming the support for anything happened tonight, just I want to preface that before I go on this little ramble, but um, it, it seems like we've wanted everything from the Stephen Kenny era all the time, you know, it's, we wanted Robbie Benson back. We got Robbie Benson back. We wanted Andy Boyle back. We got Andy Boyle back. We wanted Skip once uh, once that sports lads and, and Andy Connolly came back in charge. We got that. We wanted Daryl Horgan. We got him. No, you, you want the John Mountney back. We got John. And you look at all them, and this is with the greatest respect to these lads because they're all club legends. And no matter what hap- has happened over the last six, seven months, that's never going to change. But And I think I said it on the podcast before, Gally, and you, maybe you'll remember this or maybe you won't, but... Where like what I don't I don't see a huge benefit in getting it. When you look at those players that I just mentioned, when you take Skip out of it for a second, but you look at the players that I mentioned, right? Andy Boyle, when he's played, always gives a hundred percent. You can't doubt that. But because of injury, how much of Andy Boyle have we actually seen since he came back? You know, and I'm trying to ask honest questions here. And again, this is nothing against Andy at all. If uh, when we look at Daryl Horgan, I see people like Daryl Daryl didn't he's in preseason mode probably right now, you know what I mean, since he came back. So we're probably not going to see the best of him until next season. Um, John Mountney, unfortunately, if we if we if we're being honest, and again, this is nothing against John Mountney, the person, John Mountney, the player, that hasn't worked out over the last two years because unfortunately for John, he's he's been getting injuries. You look at Robbie Benson, one of the best centre midfielders in the league. Have we seen that really from him this season? Because he keeps getting bogged down with injuries as well, you know. And again, as I say, I'm I'm not trying to call it out as such of like. That these are bad players, they're not bad players. We all know how good they are, but I think we're overly reliant on the Stephen Kenny era and looking for people from within that era. And I, I, I think there's an issue at play, and I don't know if it's the club who's to blame. Because all, all, the reason why I, I said I was thinking about this beforehand was you go on Twitter and you find out Daryl Horgan's a free agent three months ago. Every Dundalk fan is saying, Let's hire, let's not every, almost every Dundalk fan is saying, Let's bring Daryl Horgan back. And I think I might have said it to you lads in the group chat at the time, like, why? And I'm not saying he's not a quality player, but are we going to get the same Daryl Horgan back? And I'm just using him as an example, but are we going to get the same Daryl Horgan back that we had previously? You know, and, yeah. and, I, and I would say the same with, we wanted Stephen O'Donnell, not because of his pedigree as a manager. If we're, if we're all being bluntly honest, and he'd done a great job last season. I think he'd done a really, really good job for us last season. But we wanted Stephen O'Donnell back because he was the captain in the Stephen Kenny era. And he, had, he, and he, he, he hadn't... I think by the time that he was kind of being muted to come to us, he hadn't even won the cup at Pats at the time. He hadn't got his pro license, which is something that Filippo was ridiculed for. Filippo didn't have his pro license, but we wanted him back 
And there's no Dundalk fan, there's not many Dundalk fans that can sit and listen to this tonight and say they didn't want them back because yeah. most people and, I, and I'll say I, I was delighted to get him too. I was over the moon when we got him, right? But everybody is saying now now suddenly it's one of those be careful what you wish for, you know what I mean? Because yeah, despite winning the cup with Pats, he, he, he didn't have a ton of experience. And and I feel like maybe that's maybe a little bit coming to fruition. Now I still think he's potentially going to be a fantastic manager. Whether that continues with Dundalk Football Club or not, it remains to be seen. Um, you know, I do think, given how results have gone, if they continue to trend this way, I mean, his, his time probably won't be with Dundalk much longer. But I, I just feel like at some point we need a refresh. We need to forget the Stephen Kenny era is gone. That successful era is gone. If we want to get back to where we were before, we need to rebuild again. And I think maybe not... Don't we don't need to get rid of every player that was in the Stephen Kenny era, but I think mm. we need to stop looking at that and stop looking at a Daryl Horgan seven years later or six years later to come back and these players coming back all the time. I just, as I say, I've gone on a big ramble there, but it's something that I've wanted to say publicly for a long time. And I just feel as a club, we need to stop looking back there and just getting back in reliable heads who were good five, six, seven years ago, because you don't know what you're getting back. And they've gone to England and maybe didn't have the best time. So, their confidence is different. When they were here back then, they were playing in the team that was making Europe where confidence was sky high. Players are coming from playing on grass pitches all the time that now they're playing on an AstroTurf where I think it's playing to be seen. Some players can't handle it, especially when the body gets older and they're getting older. Their body can't handle playing on the turf all the time. So um, so I, I, I think there's, there's, look, we can blame anybody. I think, you know what I mean? Like we can turn yeah. around, we can make this podcast a podcast that blames the owners. Right, but what benefit is that going to do? We can sit here, we can blame Stevie O'Donnell. What good is blaming? You know, we, we can make this podcast whatever we want and we can look at the comments and we can blame the players, we can blame whoever. I think there's a whole lot. I think it's probably a mix of all all of them. Do you know what I mean? Together, that's an issue. So I've gone on a big rant there, but it's just it's something that I've wanted to say for, for months now, maybe even longer than that. Yeah, no, it's just it's just what you, as you were talking, no, I, that's what these podcasts are for. It's like what Michael was saying now, it's not that we're conservative. It's just we we put the questions out. You know, this is look. You know, the worst case scenario, you know, is for any club is losing a manager. But what we're asking is kind of you know, with the with the way things have gone, with everything, you know, recruitment like you say, Pingu, the ownership. We all wanted this. You know, is it working out? And you know, at the minute, it's really not. You know, we spoke. I think we mentioned Niall Newbury probably about half a dozen games ago. You know. If we, if I think, I, I think I put it to him. I think it was after the Shells match. I put it to him that you know, if we didn't get the run in Europe, we got knocked a run for Europe in the league, and we got knocked out of the cup. Is his job on the line? And it, you know, he was pretty much well, well, it has to be because that's the aim. I mean, European football is the aim for this club. And if you're not hitting your targets, like Jane had said, it's as simple as anything else. If if you're hired to do a job, and you're not hitting your targets, and now, it'd be different if you're not getting, you know, we don't know if, if he's getting the back and or, you know, as Frank has mentioned, the recruitment has to be questioned. The recruitment stops at the manager at the end of the day. You know, like there's obviously a list, you know, preferred list maybe that he doesn't get, but even the backup list has got to be good. And, you know, for one thing, I and mean, a lot of these players haven't worked out, you know, this season, the loans and the, the signings in from January haven't really been of League of Ireland level. And I mean, experience wise, I'm not saying they have to be a certain talent, but they, they've, they've got to have a drive and, Ideally, you'd like to have a little bit of League of Ireland experience with them, but you know you have to agree with Frank on, on the recruitment. But just go back to Michael's comment. Yeah, look, it's that's what the podcast is for. It's an open podcast. We don't every comment goes up. We're not we're not conservative. It's just we're, we're interested to know 
yeah. what the lay of the land with everybody and that's why we couldn't wait to get this podcast off the ground we didn't want to wait so late as it came on but um it's no pink that's just a correct you're not going on a rant you're 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 this is what it's for we're here to kind of say right well this is my opinion and you know we're not tied to anybody we, we're not you know we don't get a mouth seal with anybody we're, we're an open-ended podcast and um it's yeah it's it's yeah mark it's something that came up i think we mentioned i, I can't remember if it was kieran callan maybe had mentioned it or david lennon a couple of weeks ago i'd mentioned it, uh, yeah there seems to be that little bit of um naivety i suppose it's it's getting a bit of on, on, on the on the cross not the cross on the set pieces from um and it's something we bring up. Chris would definitely have the dad on that when he jumps in, and it's something he brought up with, with Keon a couple of weeks ago. So we definitely get his take on that when he jumps in. Just to bring it in back, Jay, sorry, Jay, we lost you there. Um, sorry. Jay, we were just talking about um, you know, the future of you know people's opinions on the future of the management and what's gone wrong, and you know, ultimately, like you said, you know, the Bucks got to stop with them. You know, that unfortunately, that's just the way football results are. Like if if the managers aren't pulling their weight or the players aren't getting the job done on the field, it falls at the manager's feet. It's like any job, you're going to be, you're going to be ridiculed for not hitting targets. And, you know, there's, we're, it's, we're on a slippery slope now, manager-wise, I think. I think, you know, he's come out tonight and he's lambasted the players and he's, you know, he's taken a bit from the a bit of stick from the fans. And in my opinion, rightly so, that's what goes with sport and the club that we are. And Absolutely. I, I'm just... And, and Gally, we have such, like, we have fans there that are travelling all day, Taking time off work, gone to you know, gone to support the club. But they deserve more, I think. I think yeah. you know, they deserve more. And I don't agree with abusing anyone personally, obviously. But I think sometimes a club and a manager and a team have to hear how we feel. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna definitely hear how this. Uh... Producer slash filmmaker slash uh, go getter in Weavers Park for you tonight. Obviously, at Weavers Park, Chris Clark, welcome to what's been it has been hectic. We, we've 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 gotten into it. Pingu's gone on a Chicago Bull, Coot Hill, <laughs> kind of Jordan Peterson uh, style talk there a second ago, but um, and rightly so. Nothing wrong with Chris. We, we brought up. Um, we basically we haven't even discussed the game tactics. We haven't discussed anything. We've just basically been discussing. Well, don't worry because I haven't seen it either. So happy days. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't think you've had this. I don't think you've had to have seen tonight's match to, to put in a comment. I think the ticker tape. I made the ticker tape specifically for tonight because we've never had to put up pizzas. There's no point in putting up that tonight. But it, it literally is. Where yeah. do we go from here? You know, it's such a poor. It's beyond poor. There's, like poor doesn't call. It's disgraceful. That's that's the, the world for tonight. It's disgraceful and embarrassing. I think that seems to be going around on the on the socials. Mm. From what you've read and heard, yeah. you know, you commented into the private group we had. You couldn't believe the scoreline of four 0 and you know, couldn't. It, it didn't get couldn't. I was. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem to be. I, I like Paul Crowley was beside me, and he was just kind of nudging me every so often, just shaking his head in disbelief. Like couldn't believe what was going on. Um, I think you you can you can lose to Galway no problem in the cup, but like that's just yeah. unacceptable. That's just unacceptable. That sort of a performance, that sort of a performance in the first half. Um, I listened to Stephen O'Donnell's post match interview there. Um, I think you mentioned earlier, Gally, like like he he felt obliged to go over and apologise, and he just sounded so deflated in his interview as well. I think I think that says a lot about where. Stephen O'Donnell has come now um, with this team as well. I think he's he's clearly frustrated. It's from the high levels in the, the in a team that he played with. This is levels, way levels below that. 
it's it's unacceptable um you know and i think the least the least Stephen O'Donnell and that staff can do is apologize to those fans for traveling over but it's it, you, the fact they shouldn't have to is more to the point but it's yeah. like i i watched draw to lose tonight but they were credible credible in their defeat and um, that's that, i think that's the that's the major issue with this club at the minute this team it's not it's not that they'll be in bed because i always said the dog fans you know who've watched this team for, i've watched them 95 was my first game so we're going on what jesus what are we going on 20, 30 years it's too not long. It's, it's performance it's too long at this stage it is too long but it's performance you, you can take a beating you can take a beating any day of the week but if you're not putting it yeah. up to the opposite and, and that's been the you're consistent problem with this team all season they just haven't mm. been at the race at all i mean jane had mentioned pink had mentioned really early on in the show that when again we're back to this crap of when god would go one and up they, they know they're not gonna, they, there's every chance they won't get anything they're not going to get any yeah. fight back because it's rare it happens now obviously look at one nil two nil it's not the end of the world but then you start you're making three subs after 30 minutes to kind of make up for the fact that you've picked the shock of the team to start the game it's just a mm -hmm. real you know I mean, we've questioned the there's no right to question anything but as fans i think it, we're, we're all overdue look at these selections are you know i i do gally think it's a fair question that you would select hmm. the same team that was beaten 3-0. Well, sorry, 3-1 hmm. in Oriel. I think that is a fair question, that you would pick the same team. I don't yeah. think that's an unfair question. I don't think that's an attack on Stephen O'Donnell. I think that is a fair question. I, I like I, I listened just at the I was able to listen to you guys just at the very start when I got into the car and I was I was listening to um by the way uh uh Pingu, good to have you on by the way. Oh was good 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 to have a fan of the show on. Uh, <laughs> 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 but but you know, Pingu, you, you mentioned as soon as we went we went one nil down, you, you could just see we weren't gonna come back from this. And you you talked about you know under previous regimes and stuff like that what you know the character and stuff we show to to get back into it and i think you could even go back to even you know like when when darius was there and we were really in into we were still going into those games thinking we can get something out of this we just need a point out of this and and and, and you know you could see a, a commitment level from every single player there to try to get themselves out of this cauldron that we found ourselves in that time to get ourselves into that and to the, to the relegation playoff that, that end up happening down with Waterford, but hmm. it, it just doesn't look like there's any fight in this in this I, team at the moment, and that's the, that's the real scary part, isn't it? That's, that's just open to the floor. Yeah, yeah, it is, Chris. It's terrifying. Do you see a team walking on tonight, and it's like, there yeah. is exactly. Like if you if you go back right from from our defeat to KA, which was the twenty seventh of July, we've had one win, yeah. which was a fairly well, we it, one win in the league, which is a fairly underwhelming victory over Sligo, and a really underperforming performance in Bray in a one nil victory. That's been it since the twenty seventh of. July, that's poor run. You know, there's a four nil defeat tonight. It's a three one defeat to Derry. It's a one nil defeat to Shamrock Rovers. It's 
it hasn't been good over the past while. And I think that's fair to say. It's since that Shamrock Rovers victory in Oriel Park in the cup, maybe at the start. I think that's probably the last half decent game it's, we've played. It's hard, it's hard to believe watching tonight that we knocked Rovers out of the cup. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To Definitely. Get and I don't get me wrong, we're not this is not a disrespect for the goal. Goal United are a fantastic setup. And we knew this is what we were talking about earlier, Chris. You know, Pingu mentioned, you know, did they underestimate? Like, in my opinion, I, I hope they didn't. But if any players underestimated Galway tonight, they shouldn't get a new contract. Like, Galway are on yeah. like, a crest of a wave. They are like yeah. John Coffey's team, everybody knows what you're going to get. They're going to be tough to beat. They're going to be quick. They're going to be physical. They're going to move the ball really well. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just, I, I, I can't fathom what happened. Like, over 90 minutes, we were never in it. But those first 30. Like, it, it should have been five. Your man was straight in a goal. I can't remember who it was. He was straight in a goal and he slipped. Like, it should have been five then at halftime. Like, scandalous. Like, it, it was like what we done to Atlone a couple of seasons ago. 11-0 in the semi-final of the cup. It was like one of them. I thought we were going to get one of them beatings. And it's just... Yeah, it's... it's it's Like, you were, you were just talking about the, the, the wins over the last couple of weeks. Like, again... But it's the performances, though, as well, that's, Gally. That's, that's probably a, the, the most disappointing because I think... And that's what fans some, can have. Yeah. yeah, I think I think some of these performances over the past we've we've tried to patch it up and say, well, we played well against Derry, we played well and created chances against Shamrock Rovers, and eventually, you know, we we succumbed and we and we defeated. But they're still all losses, and when you add all those losses up, like I just don't think we performed well and come out with a victory in a long, long time. And I'd say it's probably Shamrock Rovers in the cup that time. Otherwise, I I. I I'm struggling to think. Like even games previous to that against Bruno's Magpies, we we flattered to deceive um yeah. in, in the home leg and that didn't play well over there at all. Um then it was the tuna lead against Bose and we threw that away and lost three two. Do you know it's like there's there's a liturgy of of underperformances really, probably going back half the season here. And there's also you know, a, a fair lot of goals conceded as well in that in that patch as well. And things that we, we always said over the past few years that we got a pride ourselves that we've had even decent defense here and we'll make ourselves hard to score against. But hmm. like one like his like his guys mentioned, once once we're you score first against Dundalk, there's a very good chance you can go on now and get a second and just just kill us. And that's yeah. that's what teams are doing. Now the, now the first division team's doing it. Although a very good first division team, but still. There was a question I saw online, and I, I I thought I'd throw this to the group. Like, is is this the rubber stamp? And Chris, you just kind of hit the nail on the head about how we've kind of been playing, how the season has gone. You know, is it is it is this the rubber stamp? And and you take even the result tonight or the scoreline tonight, but is this the rubber stamp that we are back to probably where we were under the Ian Foster era, era that we are a, a, an average League of Ireland Premier Division side? You know what I mean? Under the Ian Foster and Dean Arsley era. <laughs> I was unbeaten in three games, Gally. But oh, yeah, yeah. Up, but, uh, include, including the European uh, draw. So, um, but anyway, no, no. But like in, in all seriousness, right? The fuzzy year, the very yeah. first season, we were top mm-hmm. league by by the halfway mark. But then we were mid table the second season. I think we finished sixth, sixth or seventh mm-hmm. in the league. But I think that's the reality of where we're at now, isn't it? You know, and and I think that's something that again, it's it's going to take some of our supporters trying to get used to this like this is probably where we're going to be for a while and I think it's a it's a harsh reality and we can always demand and we can always want to be challenging for league titles but this this could be where we are for the next four or five years you know and 
Well, I suppose I'm asking that as a question. Like, do you? What do you lads think? Do you, do you think? Do you think that maybe that's that's true? Like, that's where we're going to be at for the next while, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we could very well be. I mean, the thing about League of Ireland is the, the, not the thing about the, the benefit of League of Ireland is you've got you've got a whole merry-go-round every summer of, of players. The problem that Dorka happen is most of them are starting to get tied up early. So we're not really in the market. We're pretty much not in the market for any of the, you know, even the young level, you know, the young players that are available to play and make a difference in the squad. We're not usually available for them because we're so late going to go to kind of war with transfers and, and managers. But uh, it, we could be, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be nice and get a bit of positive. Yeah, it, it, we, may need, we may need to hit the reset button on how we do things. You know, and I don't mean to go back to Stephen Kenny, but that's what he done. He hit the reset button. Brand new squad. Now he handpicked them. Look, journeymen, boys from nowhere. I don't know whether you can do that again, but I definitely think we need to look at how we do things as a club. And when you look at the youngsters that have gone from the 19s over the years, we've lost so many that have just gone. You know, we just lost Chris as well. We can't even keep our producers. Like this is what <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. Um, he's got the Weaver's power to produce their podcast, but this is what we're dealing with. You know, I'll just bring Jane back in. They're just my hammer, but it's this is what we're dealing. Like I don't know whether a whole new kind of re-evaluation of everything you know i don't mean like an agm i mean like a whole let's strip the board of everything let's see like let's put a five-year like you said we could be it could be five let's put a, put a five-year plan down like the dog fans are patient i mean you know they've waited a long time we spent eight nine years in the first division trying to get out of it you know they, they have patience and if there's a plan at the end of it so be it. we still don't have a stadium you know albeit not even a revamp of a stadium or new, you know nothing concrete so pardon the pun on the concrete but you know, there should be this plan in place, and, and maybe a reset is is what's needed. You know, maybe you now what that reset is, I don't know. How we do our transfer business? Do we take from the the nineteens? Like we just mentioned Chris over here, but we've so many nineteens players. We've, we've harped on them. There's so many that have gotten away and not played for us. Not even more in the senior jersey. They just walked away. Mm-hmm. No one Kenny's this exception at the minute down in Wexford flying. I think he was in the under eighteen, under nineteen panel last week for Ireland. Yeah. He, could be the, he could be the one to break that mold, but. Maybe just a whole new, you know, if you look at Bose, Bose came from nowhere. They spent endless amounts of money. You mm. famously under Pat Fenlon had to reset the whole structure. They were tightly in with St. Kevin's and with, you know, getting all the infrastructure, right? Young players coming through. We don't do that. Like, we just don't have that up here. And we should because we're, we're on the border. We, you know, like, you know, Bryce that I know, but there's got to be young talent available. And, you know, it comes it comes from the top down. You got maybe got to reset the whole thing. A five year plan wouldn't be the worst thing, but I definitely I definitely take your point of board Pingo. I don't think we've any right, considering where we are at the minute, to be challenging for a league at the minute. I, I don't what what's shown over the last couple of weeks is we definitely have the fan base and the want to do it, but we just don't seem to have us behind the scenes to meet to maybe be able to challenge as much as we want and as much as we'd hope. Like we had said at the start of the season, we might be up there. For second told, you know, we're a distant fifth or sixth now, really distant. You know, we're not even, you know, like I know it's, I know there might be what, there could be 12, 13 points in it, but we are, we are so far behind everybody else. Even when we talk about players possibly signing for next year, we're so, we're just, we're not even in anybody's thoughts at all. Um, like, look, you look at Galway tonight, anybody, if Galway get promoted, when they get promoted, that's the, that's the club you're going to want to play for next year. John Caulfield, anybody who's kind of hovering around outside the top three or four teams. That's yeah, the clubs are gonna going to get them, you know, and it's re- it's worrying. It really is. Like even when you take the peak six, like you mentioned earlier, peak the peak six, you know, f- fiasco over the couple of years. Even when you take that into account, 
I'm probably you're probably as worried now as you've ever been as where we go from here. You know, like it's a real shame, but you know, sometimes you need this to kind of say, right, well, we you know, we really need to revamp the whole thing here, you know. Um but I'm like actually, sorry, Gallows. Go on, I actually think sorry, I think there's a there is potential in those players that we have. And for some reason and I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not blaming anyone. But I don't think their full potential is being brought out. I hmm. I do think there is potential in some of those players in front of us. Yeah. I know. I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. No, I, I agree with you, Jane. I, I think again, you know, I think probably the the expectation is probably a little bit too high for some of the players as well. You know, you expect them to hit the ground running, but we probably have one of the, yeah. the younger squads in the league. You would think. You know what I mean? Like Huben is the oldest. I, what age is uh, Nathan Shepard? Still only what twenty one, twenty two. Do you know? So he's probably one of the younger goalkeepers in the league. So we we have a young squad. Um. It's just it, it is. It's probably that expectation. I think that needs to be tempered. And and the one thing, just when you were talking there, Gally, that I was thinking, if we could take any kind of positive out of the match tonight, it's very hard to find any kind of positive. The only probably thing that you could say is the board now knows now that we're out of the cup, they know what so they can start working on what their budget is going to be for next season. So before before the season finishes, they're going to know whether it's Stephen O'Donnell or if it's a different manager in place they're going to know what budget they're going to have to work with so hopefully it won't be a case of four or five weeks before the season starts that they're still signing players or two weeks before the season starts we're still signing players hopefully the, the business will be done a little bit earlier um just kind of to your point as well like goal is probably going to get promoted they're going to be an attractive team to to go and play for and i think yeah. probably when you look <laughs> at it shells have probably passed us by as well in terms of if if, if I was if I was a player in the League of Ireland, there's one manager that I would want to play for. It's probably Damien Duff, to be honest. At the minute, I mean, Shells play good football. Um, so as I say, I think I think this is a bit of a reality check for everybody involved with Dundalk Football Club, the players, the management, the the, the board, the supporters too. Is you know, buckle up. You're you're either gonna really support Dundalk Football Club over the next few years, or you're, or you're not. You know, and and I think yeah. Dazer McEnany said it there. You know attendances could suffer and it's going to be back to the diehards again for the rest of the season and you know it's great winning trophies and all that but the only way that we're going to succeed is is getting the supporters through the gate so people either are going to want to be involved and, and stick behind the team through taking tin and, and not just through the glory days or or not you know i think and sorry gene just to come back to what i was saying i think that's what's really frustrating some of the fans as well they're looking at players and they they know they have the potential. Yep. And it, it's that's very frustrating. Like, we have seen teams that don't have the potential. They can't do it. Yeah. When you watch a team and you're like, we know you can do better than this. We know there's more in you than this. Yeah. And that's not blaming. And that's not about management, by the way. That's, that's about the individual players and they have to stand up too by the way you know we can read on twitter and we can you know give out about the management and we can give out about this and we can give out about that but they have a responsibility too yep. to stand up 100 percent. yeah and i think that's been shadowed a little bit yeah in the sense that we're like you know we're stephen o'donnell is taking bullets <laughs> good point yeah 
like I think the whole thing though with where we are as a club like I had this discussion with Niall Newbury only a few weeks ago like where we used to be able to pick off some of the best players in this league they were dying to come up to play for Dundalk Football Club because we were one of the most attractive teams to come and play for and you probably could play with financially would be also beneficial now you're Shamrock Rovers Derry if you want to stay in Dublin you've got a good team in Pax good team in Bowes now Shell's there with excellent money now as well so you're one, two, three, four, five clubs ahead of us, all in Dublin. Then after that, you're going to have Galway, like I said, coming over now with the Comers money, plenty of money in there. So you potentially could get a, a decent wedge there and a decent wedge in Derry. Like we're way down the pecking order of when it comes to a League of Ireland player picking the club that they can go to. And that's, like you just said, Pingu, it's, it's a reality check of yeah. where we are as a club <laughs> right now. And I think how we galvanize everyone together in this is we have a a common plan that we're all looking towards but that is completely absent right now i couldn't tell you what skip's long-term plan for this team is what the owner's long-term plan for the club is what the long-term plans for any sort of infrastructure or oriel park is so how can we galvanize behind um, poor performances but we know we could be going in the right direction long term when we don't have that long term project so I think I think some of our frustration we've had over the past while we've kind of papered over a lot of it because we've had some sort of success last year qualifying for Europe getting back to Europe this year this was all great but as soon as Europe finished now the cup has finished we realise where we are in the league I think it's a, it's a massive wake up call to where we are now if we I would say the, the, the best thing for, for the club to do was, was to go back and remember its community roots again and get back in there. Get, get the loyal fans back on, back on board because if that is, it's going to be there. We need to, to maximise the most that, that that fan base can give this club. And to do that, there has to be a plan in place. There has to be something and that we're all working towards. And that's absolutely right that now. You, were, you You didn't hear when I said that. I was like, those people travelled to Galway today. You know, you're taking a half day off work. You're getting a bus. You know, you're you're spending a lot of money. And they and I, I I'm I'm putting on my SLO team hat at the moment, <laughs> saying we deserve more. Yeah, Jane. There's there's and there's you know and I know there's 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 fans that travel to every single away match. It's not cheap for every, a full season. Um, it's and I'm going to use the the bus that goes down. It's the same lads every week. They travel week in, week out. They give up their half day of work. And it's, they deserve more. We yeah. we deserve more as a club. Well, that's you it, know? exactly. Like, I think I think now to, to get everybody on board, we need to have some sort of plan between now and the end of the season. And that plan has to be a long-term and a short-term plan um, based in that from this club to say, look, this is this season hasn't gone how we'd want it to be, but this is where we want to go. And the only way we do that is such and such. But we don't even have that. And That's I think the, the first thing we have to, like, it, it starts at the top. 100%. And we have to say, do we have, do we have ownership? Of do we have We have to have some sort of engagement right now because yeah. we're in danger of losing uh, uh, the passive fan base, I would say, in and around yeah. because 
you could say some of these fans are kind of glory hunters, but that's what happens. If you're successful, you get more people attracted to you. But right now, what are we doing as a club to attract new fans in? I think a lot of them are gone already, though, Chris. Oh, 100%. I think also, Chris, have to protect the fans that have been there. Yeah. All the time. Well, we have to to offer something better, Jane, is what I would say. Yeah. But we have to... With it, and I, I've said, I've been on with you lads so many times on so many different capacities. Tonight I'm just Jane, annoyed. But um, <laughs> sounds like your column. Sorry. It says it sounds like your column in a newspaper. Jane, I know. annoyed. <laughs> annoyed. Will you help me write it, Chris? Um, oh no, God, no, not that. But now. no, seriously. I when the whistle blew tonight at the end of the game, all I thought of was the people who travelled to Galway. They were the people mm-hmm. that I thought of. Yeah. I'm gone, am I? Yeah, like something like Jason Crawley there. It's just, uh, that, uh, like, even even like even to watch that game tonight, but the travel, I know, look, it's it's not cork, but I mean, it's you're talking three hours on the road without stopping. You know, it's a, it's a long little trek. Chris, it was something we mentioned um you you would have been on the road back in Rivers Park there. We we Michael Kelly kind of mentioned it there as well, referenced it, you know, and I think Alan Matches like mentioned that Alan's getting two shout outs tonight. Um <laughs> he put up that, you know, what we're giving is Stevie getting a well, he's getting a pass because of who he is. You know, if uh you know, if it was a different manager, you know, just a, a coach that hadn't got the legendary status that Stephen O'Donnell had, mm-hmm. would we would we be looking for his head a long time ago? You know, this is it's one of the questions Mark had mentioned it there as well. You know, as with the, as with the question of Stephen Kenny and I, would you replace him? You know, like no, obviously it's not. We just have opinions here. We're not looking for people's necks in the chopping block or anything. But it's got to be a question that's got to come up. I mean, it, it, the performance just haven't been there, and it's. I think I don't think I've ever seen as many, probably as much anger as tonight. Mm. And we've had some poor results, but tonight is definitely like, you know, there, there's no. There's no getting away from it. There really isn't getting away from that question. No. And I think it, it's going to have. They're going to have. Whether they talk about it publicly or not, it's going to be spoken about. Yeah, and I, and I think I think you know Stevie's not naive enough to know that it you know it's it's a results business, yeah. and that's why he's going to be you know at, at the end of the day that's why he's going to live and die by is the results he's getting, and at at the moment results aren't good enough, and he'll know they're not good enough. So I'm sure there's 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 going to be some sort of questions even in his own head right now. Um, for it. Should there be questions for the board on it, that too? Possibly. You know, this is once again, like I just said, it's if they come out and said that they're that the board, although not happy with performances, are happy with with Stephen O'Donnell and what he wants to do with this club, that's fine as far as I'm concerned, because that's some sort of a plan. Mm. And then I'd say, okay, so we're back at him and this is what we're gonna do. And let's start helping him more. But I, I, I think at the moment it's there's just there's probably more questions than answers right now. I think that's the real disappointing thing. Um, as I said, just listening listening to that post match interview, Steve said broken, absolutely yeah. broken. And, and fair, like, he has come out some weeks and he's tried to put the spin, not, not, yeah. not a PR spin on it, but but he was to say at the Derry match, didn't he say it was his best performance? But yeah. it was a three one defeat, and I think that people kind of question that slightly. But now I think. There's no, there's no stats that's going to back up this to say we we done well somewhere. Yeah, we know we we were outplayed. We were outplayed. It wasn't good enough, and I think 
long hard looks have to be have to be done at this team and the setup and this club right now to just I think we need a direction. Do you know what we look we it, it it's been said a few times before and it, it, it doesn't it just remind you of just a, sh- a ship out at sea just bouncing around, no particular direction to be going in. You you can't say it's going here, it's going there. It's it's just bobbing along. Every so often it gets a calm seas and we we've a free ride and it's great. But every so often then you hit an absolute storm like tonight yeah, yeah. and we take a battering. That's what this reminds me of. There's just no direction. There's nobody at the helm in a in a capacity that's driving this club in a direction. And that's what's needed. I've got so no more nautical pieces there no. to put in. That's me. I'm done. Borg's eye, fish fingers. <laughs> Pinker, we know you're a busy man. You have the jet off in a minute. You know, just kind of, kind of a, a Jerry Springer kind of Pingu's final thoughts. Uh, we might get, we might see you now to December. You just never know. We might get you back on again. See him at the Christmas party. Yeah, see you at the Christmas yeah. party. You know, just going forward. You know, like I can see you. You're typing away there. Probably sending your CV in. But if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's. Uh, you know, do, do, does it just need? A, do you think it needs an overall change, or do you just? Like, I don't. I don't think it's. A, I don't think we're guilty of tonight in particular of just venting. I don't think we're just annoyed. You know, it's a post-match podcast, but I don't think we we can be accused of just our oh, lads. It's just after the game, everybody calm down. I think now we've, we're into serious problem time, and you know, decisions got to be made probably one way or another. And you know, I'm not trying to watch on the spot. Like, what would you do? But you know, what's your kind of overriding feeling of the whole thing? Uh, you're saying that there was no ranting going on, Gally. I, I had about four months worth of rants saved up that just came out tonight over <laughs> over the case of, of 45 minutes or so. But um, it's I, I don't know because, I, I mean, there's obviously change has to happen. Where it happens is, is the big question. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if it needs to be a complete overhaul. Um, I think there has to be a change in the, in the, in the psyche. Um, <laughs> You know, of everybody involved with Dundalk, as I say, I I, I think as well, like, I I think the biggest thing tonight and even just maybe this season as a whole is, uh, and kind of the Jerry Springer final point that I'll make is like, it's a reality check. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is where we are now. We're not, we're not the team that's challenging for top two, you know, and, and in my opinion, we're probably not going to be for another little while. I think, and, and we've seen it probably what for the last three or four months where people are, very very quick to, to to blame ownership and ownership probably have to take some of the blame um on it but also i think people need to remember that and, and i'm not i have no dog in that fight just as a heads up to everybody but people have to just be aware that like i think we expect peak six money because the name stat sports is attached this million dollar company or million million euro company sorry that's the american coming out of me there um but this million euro company but Statsports don't own Dundalk Football Club. You know, the the, the, the two lads who own Statsports have a stake in Dundalk Football Club. Yeah. Um, they're not going to invest. They, they don't have the money that, that, that the Hullsizers had that were, they were able to just throw a million quid at the club and hope it sticks. You know, um, so I, I would just... Again, I, I'm not trying to defend ownership or anything like that. If they, if they obviously have some questions that they need to answer for. But I think we need to be realistic too. And I think this is this is an issue that the supporters have had is we want Irish ownership, we want local ownership, but we want peak six money, and that can't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 
And, and I think that's something we just need to be aware of. Now, what we would like from owners and what I would like from owners is I would like to see a plan in place, as you, as you said, Chris. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. we need probably that's the thing. A, sh- a short-term plan. And I'm hoping now, as I say, without trying to come up with a positive, or with trying to come up with a positive one tonight, I'm hoping now that we're out of the cup, maybe we'll get that before the end of the season or maybe just after the season's finished, we'll get a plan. Some, they'll tell us something. Do you know what I mean? They'll let us know something in terms of how they, uh, how the club is going to be structured next year. But I think, look, it, it, it's a disappointing night. We could go on for another hour and a half talking about how disappointing it is and we can we can solve every problem and probably create 10 more. But um, on, on that note, lads, I'm out. Uh, I might I might actually get on next week, but I'll let you know. Yeah, boy, yeah. If not, we'll see you at the Christmas party. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm still waiting on my t-shirt, on my 2023 t-shirt, but um, Gally never sent it out to me this year. I'm disappointed. So next oh. next week, next week, I'm moving on to our souls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, over and out. Uh, good good see you. Good luck. Good luck. See you. Jim, we just we were just talking the thing there, just kind of sum up the night and the feelings, and you know, looking at someone who's well got at Oriel Park and. A fan, it's 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 it's. Uh, I don't even really know if the words are starting, but how, how can you you know if no, we can try and su- sum up tonight? Frustrating. frustrating, yeah, yeah. Is it? It's sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, you're alright, Jen. Go. No, no, go on. Sorry, no. I we I think the internet in, infected us. Sorry. Yeah, no, we'll just kind of get just just a kind of final points. You know, is it is there an overall change needed? You know, Pingu had mentioned you know ownership and things like that. You know, but are we? I don't think it'll be too drastic. I just think I think fans are just fed up. I think that's probably the best way of putting it. We're just fed up of what's you know what's lacking in the field performance wise. We definitely look at we know there's talent in the players that are there. Not all of them, you know, maybe up to the level that we'd like, but some of them, you know, definitely, you know, having a kind of with League of Ireland experience in particular, but it just doesn't seem to be working. And the worry now is that, like Pingu said earlier, we're going to be we're going to be like this for for a number of seasons um, until unless we get. Maybe... I, I'm I'm, a little, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to positive Jane now. Go on. And I know I, I prefer the other one. Can... <laughs> no, I do think we can bring this back. As I said earlier in the podcast, I do think there's such potential there in the team. I do. And it's about bringing, it's about conjoining the management squad, the management team and the players. And I just feel there's a little link missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... And I, I do yeah. think that can be brought back. We've we've seen it this season. We saw quality. We have seen quality football. Yeah. You know, and without being like boring and stuff, the issue goes back to the subs. The issue, actually, no. Tonight the issue goes back to you don't play the same team that are beating 3-0 at home. And that's yeah, I think that is something we've life. mentioned on a number of occasions. Just the substitutions and the lineups maybe just haven't been what Stevie really wanted to get out of them. And mm. I think that definitely is an issue over the whole season, Chris. Yeah, I think I think Stephen is one of the first ones to say about with all the injuries he's had though as well, Jane. Like like that's that's yeah, kind oh, of no, gotten his way of, of playing we, a set team. Hasn't have it? All, we've, yeah, we've all said that um 
off the camera, Chris. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We've all said that off the camera. You know, exactly. he's been so unfortunate with injuries. And, but it comes to a time where you're saying it has to get better. Yeah. You know. Exactly. You're yeah. going down. You're going down there to the team tonight. That, you know, to be honest with you, I would at full time. I would have taken a draw. It's and if we had then. to go to extra time, <laughs> yeah. no, I would. I, I in my head, I thought we'll get the draw. We'll go to extra time. We'll take them. Mm-hmm. Like if you'd said yeah. to me, we'll be yeah. like. The way we were at half time, I wouldn't have believed you. No, I know. That's the thing. No, I wouldn't have believed you after, after 30 minutes either. After 30 minutes either. <laughs> yeah. And, you, Jane, and your, I know your, you give your reception's your, breaking your up a fair bit there. We might let you go. We might let you go. Yeah, sorry, folks. No, you're not. Not a problem, Jane. Not a Appreciate you coming on. Thanks very much, Jane. Cheers. It's frozen. It's back. And then there were two. And then there were two, yeah. It's it's funny uh, on Frank's point just before that you know we need outside investment you know there was a potential for outside investment mm. not that long that's, ago from Hull as soon as you put it up as a and but there was an you know an outcry amongst Dundalk fans saying that we don't want this we don't want to be a feeder club for some other club mm. and you look at the players you know wood and stuff like that that. Um, Shelburne have gotten it's catapulted them up the league, yeah. Right now, and, you know, and, and they're good, high quality um, players that they're able to get from Hull right now. And we're going in unknown quantities sometimes of what we're getting in, in the loan market. Uh, have we, you know, <laughs> has our ego gotten the way of, of a potential investment opportunity there? I wonder. Yeah, we, we had, I think we, myself, yourself, and Lyle Newbury had this, we nearly dedicated the full podcast to it. And this was before the Shelbourne, they, they got, they, I think it was even before they got they got their hands on Shelbourne. But, you know, I think the, the consensus was we were definitely all for the investment and, you know, the, the kind of the percentage or whatever they were taking, provided they weren't just going to throw players at a manager and say, well, Mickey Muffy needs a game, you're going to have to play him. And I want you to play him at right back, even though he's a left back or whatever. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. want that interference. And that, like Damien Duff won't stand for that interference at Shelbourne, so it's obviously a win-win for everybody. And mm. you know, time will tell if we've missed the boat on it. But God, we're just we just see Mark Harrell's Rudders there as well again. We're all talking boats tonight. It's, it's a real nautical <laughs> team. Um, but it's um, it, it time will tell. I mean, I, I would I wouldn't have said no to it provided there was no interference from you know the parent club to, on the manager. You know to say right, well I I'm going to send you four players whether you like it or not. You need two strikers, or I'm going to send you someone else, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. Why there wasn't that level of interference, it's a no brainer for League of Ireland because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not like you're, going, you're not, you're getting really good players from whatever it may be. Like we talked Nathan Shepard from Brentford B, and you know, these yeah. are high level, you know, teams and, and you know, well scouted players. It's not like, like you said, we're not going to, have to get someone for the sake of bringing in to fill, fill a gap on loan, no. you know, someone we don't know. And that would have been the benefit of it, I suppose. Well, look, hindsight, you know, no time will tell. I mean, that's. It's just unfortunate, but I mean, look, not to say it wouldn't come along again, but I definitely sh- it's worked out for shells thus far. It's been it's very short, but I mean, mm. there doesn't seem to be any major issues with it, as far as we can tell from the outside. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just think 
you know, if you take on board kind of what Pingu's saying and, and what a lot of them have said, you know, in the comments and stuff like this, is, you know, we we definitely aren't going to get the peak six sort of spending. No, with, with the current owners, and to a certain extent, I see that because I don't want us to go into debt to try to chase something that's unachievable. Like that has been the history of League of Ireland, hasn't it? Yeah. Like go go win the league and you know overspend your budget by four or five times and then your club's gone bust and you've you, you're non-existent in in ten years time like you know how many corks have we had yeah do you know what I mean like we don't yeah. you don't want that there's a history with Dundalk Football Club and you want to preserve that as best you can and I think when people when the whole thing came around and people were like well do we want to be a feeder club for a bigger club? No, we're, we're done no football club. We're not. like this, this multi-club model is, is what the, what ownership is these days mm. in football. Like that is the reality. You look at the Man City owners, how many clubs do they own? And each one of them is run like Man City is run. Yeah. But, in, but on a different continent and different countries, like that is the way football ownership is these days i'm sorry but nobody wants to just invest in one club anymore that's not really because if, if you have a potential to you know to do something you you need to where, where do you fast track that good player to yeah you're looking to try to sell them on and that could be going against your rivals elsewhere no but if you own another club you you you, you feed it in that way and when these other people who do need games like we're seeing at shelburne and stuff like that like it's like you say it's win-win I just wonder how many investments opportunities are going to be available right now that's not in a feeder model. I'd be I'd be interested to see. I'm, I'm not too sure, and I yeah. think we we need to figure out what what we want as fans. If if we don't want that sort of investment, then it's sixth in the league. It's out of the cup. It's no European anymore. I, I honestly feel that's the way it is because it's massive investment, and in Derry, there's still massive investment at. Um, Shamrock Rovers and we're going to see probably even more investment in shells down the line yeah. so where are we in the in the and I, mean, and I think probably even even the whole owners are probably thinking God we might have dodged the bullet there at Oriel because they're going into Shelburne Talca Park right in the middle of Dublin you know they're, yeah. they're kind of sharing maybe a couple of miles you know, a couple of kilometres between themselves and Bose you know, for the best young talent it's really for the two of them really I mean Rovers are probably next level but if you're looking to really probably get a chance to play You've got your shares and your bulls there as well. And yeah, look, it's... And, and I do get... Bowls. Yeah, I do get Frank's point there. So Frank just saying, you know, with the whole deal, um, we just shaken off peak six. And before that was save our club and everything else. So they didn't want to go through that all over again for uh, for the supporters base. And I, and I do understand that as well. Because um, that's a it, it is a valid point. But then I think like we've mentioned how many times tonight it's 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 a reality check then where we are as a football club so if if we're not going to go and and take these outside investments and lose a controlling share of how our club is run then we need to be okay with with finishing outside of europe and not being in contention to win leagues anymore and you know being out of cups and stuff and probably cup days are few and far between and i think there's definitely elements of our fan base who've been there through, who probably just came on board during yeah. the, the Stephen Kenny era, and that's 
you know, you're on the crest of the wave and you were mentioning earlier on that we, you know, for years we took it for granted that our last game of the season was in the Aviva every year. Yeah. You know, that's, that's tough for that generation. But I think if, if we're not there, there'd be no harm, I think, for the owners to come out and just say, well, look, we, we can't invest in the, the caliber of players and the type of club that Shamrock Rovers, Shells and Derry are going to be, just so everybody knows and we all are aware. I think that sort of clarity would, would be beneficial. And I think, and then, and then we can all readjust our expectations. Maybe we overachieved last year, and that's really thrown everything. Uh, this is it, and, and and maybe look, I know a lot of people. And there are times, and I think maybe maybe a change in the, on the dressing room could be the answer. Maybe the expectation levels coming down could mm. boost boost better results as well. Boost. Yeah, I, I we don't know. Like look, we don't know what the expectations of. We know what we want or what we thought we wanted, but we don't know what you know what what they're thinking inside in the dressing rooms and. You know, it's definitely a bad night for the, definitely for the staff end of things because I think every other message, well, there's no point saying every other message, every message, every tweet is looking for heads to roll. And I think that's, unfortunately, that's where we've fallen now this season. And we didn't think, and even, even having a bad season, I did, we didn't think we'd probably get to this level just quite yet. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you can even see it tonight. Just people are not happy. And that's, that's a real, whether that plan that would... That you've mentioned whether Stevie's a man to take that on, we don't know. Um, if the, I think if the fans had the way, probably not. Um, but look, that's that's just yeah. look, it's, it's, it's a game of opinions, and that's just exactly, exactly. And I think then you know, you you know, there's investment coming for Drogheda down the line now mm. as well, some American investment there. We know the infrastructure and the plan that's with Sligo at the moment, and I think you'll see a unless I think they were in a relegation playoff. There, I think that would probably probably annoy the fan base the most. But at the moment, they know that what their investment in, they're seeing, you know, fantastic facilities. They plan to increase them and, and make them even better over the next few years again. So, like, that's a very finite plan mm. in place. So, if if things aren't going well at the moment, I think the the supporters in 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 Sligo can still see where they're going. There's potential, like I said, for Drogheda there. We've seen big investment in Cork over the past while, and I think they've just had chop and change of ownership for so long that it's just been kind of turmoil is, is, is one way to put it as well. So they're probably going to be a bit of a, a yo-yo club, I would say, over mm. the next wee while. But like, there's there's huge investment there in, in Galway as well. Like, that would be my worry is when, when all this extra money from other clubs does come in, where, where, where are we? Yeah, where is our level in all of this, and that'd be that'd be my biggest fear. So I think now is the time, like like Pingu mentioned, now is the time go and go and put some sort of a concrete plan in place and say, as it stands, this is this is where we are as a club. This is what we want to do, and um, and we either get in behind that as fans or we don't. And I think that's probably where we need to go right now as 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 a club, in my opinion. Um, that's what I think. We take the shock of this result and say, well, actually, where, where are we going? Yeah. And let's see if we want to get in behind that. And and as Frank says, you know, we we part of like part of fundraising, everything should be with, with the fans, but we don't see that too much from this ownership. We it's kind of they're operating Dundalk within their own realm and their own money that they have. There hasn't been any fundraising events. There's when you know we played 
one game in Oriel Park over the past couple of weeks, and that's been it. So Oriel Park hasn't really been used. Mm. So we we've got no gate receipts or anything for the past couple of weeks, really, bar one match as well. So it's you know all all the cup matches have all been away bar the Shamrock Rovers one. So it's 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 been tough. You know, um, we've seen we've seen the books come out not that long ago when we were operating at a loss. I can only assume we were still operating at a loss. I can't think of a reason that we wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That we wouldn't be. So like, th- these are all worrying things. And that I think this is, it's the worry, as I always say, it's the worry to kill <laughs> on this. And, and and I think it's the worry as Dundalk fans. I think when we were still winning on the pitch or we were still competitive on the pitch, it definitely papered over a lot of this. But and now I think that whole worry is now to the front and to the fore for a lot of fans of actually... Can we just a little reality check of where we where we're actually going right now? Can mm. we can we just get that? And I think if we had some sort of clarity on that, would be most beneficial. I think for for everyone concerned. Yeah, well, definitely reality of where we are going is another away game next week in Chicago next week. So I think we we'll, we we'll knock it in the head for that one, Chris. We can probably talk about what we expect next week, but I don't really I don't really think it matters at the minute. We're just kind of making sure we have a team and we have a coach and maybe. Yeah. Some fans are going to watch the game and in Chicago next week. So, uh, look, thanks for coming on. I know you're busy in, in Weaver Park. Thanks to um, Pingu. Thanks to Jane. I give a shout out to David Lennon, who David David had almost come on tonight and he didn't want to come on because he, by the way, had an absolute rant that might have got him in trouble. So, I do appreciate the effort, David. <laughs> but, uh, folks, look at uh, we normally end on a there's, there's no real positivity, but I mean, just until. Until in Chicago next Friday night, um, I suppose all we can really see, even after the disappointment of Galway tonight, is come on the out. Oh, that's not playing, Chris. There we go. Bye.